Hello, and welcome back to The Nucci Show. Today, my guest is Rachel Ryle. Rachel's an artist who's known for incredibly creative animated shorts. MTV and BuzzFeed have both named her the number one account to follow on Instagram. She's done work with Starbucks, Pixar, National Geographic, Universal, Lego, Hermes, and Pixar, just to name a few. She dropped her Genesis NFT, Renewal, in Proof Grail's Season 1. Her newest NFT work is a set of one of ones known as NFT Rex. As of recording, two of these have been released. The remaining collection of one of ones will be released leading up to Thanksgiving. We recorded this on October 26th, so keep that in mind because we do discuss some time-sensitive items in this episode. Okay, without further ado, please enjoy this wonderful episode with my good friend, Rachel Ryle. Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Um, We've been planning this for a while, and I'm excited to finally get together. You know, the first thing you said to me, I think, was come on my show when I very first met you. I don't even. I don't even think I shook. I don't even think I introduced myself. It was just. I don't think you did either. (laughs) Because we met at the like the proof event, right? The um in NYC. I we definitely met there, but I think we met briefly at Drew's the Rickhouse Dow event the night prior. Oh, I did not remember that night. You, me neither. Uh, (laughs) That was a lot of fun. A little too much fun. But yeah, it was a lot of fun meeting you in NFTYC and, and getting COVID and, and all the rest. That's right. We met because you forced a phone call on me. I'm re- I'm remembering now when I, we met. I forced anyway. a phone call on you. Yes, you you called up you called up a mutual friend of ours. Oh, that's group. right, that's right, that's right. Yeah. We were uh, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all it's all coming back to me now. That that night was yeah. a bit of a blur. Yep. Look. You have a really cool NFT drop coming up. But before we get to that, I want to tell our listeners a little bit about your story. So can we kick it off a bit about your first animation, uh, Make Something and Grow? Can you tell us a bit about how that came to be and your journey to to getting there and making that? Yeah, absolutely. So first of all, for any of you who are Googling right now, Rachel Ryle, Make Something and Grow animation, it is sloppy because... (laughs) That was my very first attempt at making um, anything move. And I didn't even know that I was animating at the time. Uh, Instagram had just come out with their video feature. And um, instantly, like when I opened up Instagram, it used to be filled with all these beautiful photographs and like everyone was putting all these awesome filters on their work. And everyone was an amazing photographer. But then all of a sudden, their video feature came out and it was like bar videos and I'm at the baseball game and all these people not really understanding how to use that feature and um, use it in the same type of artistic approach that they, you know, posted their Ansel Adam mountain photos that they were taking <laughs> with the filters. And so like pretty much within the first day, if not like that week that they released that feature, I just immediately was curious how to approach using that within the app in an artistic, creative way. And so that first animation that I made really was like a message to all of my followers, like all of my friends who were posting these bar videos and encouraging the use of like creativity and art 
in the same way through the video side of Instagram. And so the message of make something and grow was to kind of encourage them to like make something and like put it out there through the video. But I didn't know that um, my intent was just to draw something and, you know, film myself drawing and film it to completion. But within the Instagram app, when they first came out with that video feature, if you were filming through the app, you would hold down the record button. And if you let it go, it would stop recording. And I found that out pretty quickly because I accidentally let go of the filming. But then I realized that I could like draw a little bit more and then film a bit more and draw a little bit more and film a bit more. And so unbeknownst to me, I was doing stop motion animation for the first time, but it was really just me figuring out how to use the app and use it creatively. And so I taught myself how to animate using the Instagram app. That was my first animation. And the next day I was like blown away that it got, I think like 52 likes. And I was averaging like 12 likes, even like if my grandma was interested, she would give a like and then it would be 13 likes. But um, yeah, I was blown away by like that level of support from my friends. And like, I think that artists really thrive, like creativity and art really thrive the most when artists feel like seen in their craft and like celebrated for what they've made. And it's like daunting to put anything out in the world. But when you do and you feel like congratulated for it, it feeds this flame of curiosity of like, I want to make more of it. And so I just kind of dove deep and dove quickly and started making animations almost every night as out of like curiosity and putting them on Instagram. And I, I just was quickly getting a lot of interest and followers and people sharing my stuff. And within five weeks of making my first animation, I had gained like a hundred thousand followers. Wow. Um, it was, that's, yeah, that's it was insane. Going, it's insane. And it was so, it was such a joyful time for me because it, it was truly just like so rewarding to be in that zone of creativity and have it be fed back and and for me to discover like just the magic of stop motion and the excitement of like being able to make something move you know and it with you know the way that it works and all that to say i that's how it all started and 7 weeks after my first animation i just decided to quit my day job and publicly put out in the world that I was going to do animation full time. And I got my first brand uh, like opportunity to pay for an animation. And serendipitously, I had posted that. And um, the very next day, I didn't know this was going to happen, but MTV did, did a, I'm sorry, Laughing Squid, BuzzFeed, and MTV all did articles about me like featuring my work. And I gained another, I don't know, like 250,000 followers over the weekend. And I got like 10 new clients from ESPN to Gwyneth Paltrow to Free People, um, like all these brand deals. And so it's crazy that, you know, something that started out so, you know, quickly and just kind of out of curiosity and fun of this idea around using the app in that way turned to a career 
that I have been doing now since 2013. It's such a cool story. What is it like on your phone to get a quarter of a million followers on Instagram oh over God, over a weekend? My phone was like hot, like burning <laughs> hot, and I didn't know what was happening. It, you know, I I didn't know where it was coming from, and I couldn't even use my phone. Like it would shut down because I had notifications on. <laughs> So it was like, yeah. Last last night, I looked at my phone and I had like a hundred new followers, and I was trying to figure out what was going on. And a hundred, right? Like, like which was like for me, I was like, woohoo, what's going on here? And like, Zeneca had very generously put me in like a list of people to to check out on Twitter, which was really kind of him. But like, I I was just comparing my like a couple hundred to your a quarter million, and I just. <laughs> I I can't even begin to fathom it. That's that's so cool. It's it's also interesting to me how how important Instagram was in in you like discovering this talent. Like that yeah. that app really led you there in a weird way. Yeah, and it's really like it's just special as an artist to I think I've been doing this really since I've been making art off of platforms, you know, like Twitter backgrounds and MySpace backgrounds and you know, utilizing every single social media experience, I've been like putting my art into it. And so that's what is so exciting now about like venturing into Web3 is that it really truly feels like I have been building this knowledge and this craft of my, you know, my skill set and my interest of building a community around my art ever since, you know, AOL days, which is crazy. But now it just feels like this is the most fitting and the most welcoming. And, you know, Instagram was a great support based off of kind of like how the app operated. But I don't get the same. I never had the same feeling from Instagram that I do within the community element and the excitement around artists in Web3. So that's exciting for me to kind of be shifting my attention to it. Yeah, for sure. So let's talk a bit about your transition into Web3 mm-hmm. and NFTs. How did you initially discover these uh, these things we call NFTs? And and how did you get pulled into this this crazy world? Um, so it had been like, I had been curious about it from a, a, a while back, but it has taken some time to kind of, I always kind of overthink everything. You know this about me and our friendship, but I've been thoughtfully thinking through how to best you know, venture into this world, knowing everything that I've kind of picked up about it and the different styles of NFTs that people are producing and the different communities and the different utility. You get the utility. Anyways, I I learned about NFTs, but I didn't quite, you know, and I'm still navigating as the style of artist that I am, of one-on-one artist up until now, how to best um, play in the space, but genuinely like, to do so in a way that feels that I am respecting my craft and truly like nurturing my creativity because I'm the type of artist that puts so much into every single piece that um, I don't think I'm, uh, it's an interesting world to be playing in this kind of like more and more and more faster, faster, faster mentality. So anyways, I had learned about it and I was thoughtfully thinking about how to get into it. 
And luckily and serendipitously, I had connected with the Roses, um, Kevin and Daria Rose, throughout COVID. And through that friendship, I had known that he was, you know, had launched proof and he was doing the first Grails drop. And he so kindly asked me to be one of the Grails artists. And what perfect way, like there's no better way that I can imagine me getting into this world, especially as, you know, the desire to respect my craft and to do one of one, that I was able to be a Grails artist, do one piece of art, you know, however many people then minted it, but then instantly feeling like the true value of what I gained from Grails is the, you know, being welcomed into the Proof Collective community and then the Moonbird community and oddities. But I feel like it has been such the perfect fitting landing place for me and my desires as an artist of how I want to grow in the space and be in the space. So that's how I got into it. And that's where I am. So let's talk just a quick recap for the listeners on Grails. I think a lot of you probably know, and knowing my audience, a lot of you probably know about Proof Grails, but it is a blind drop mechanism where um, done by Proof Collective, where there's 20 or 25 pieces of art, but you don't know the artist. And if you're in Proof Collective, you get a mint any one. And then a couple weeks later, they do a big reveal and they tell you each one of the artists. Your Grail is this really cool... It is animated. It is like a skull and a woman, and they're holding hands through like a river with some flowers floating through it. Can you tell us a little bit mm-hmm. about that piece and, and the thinking behind it? Yeah, absolutely. I think similarly to how I took the opportunity to, to tell a story through my original animation of Make Something and Grow, the story that I was telling within the moment of, you know, venturing into Web3, having my grails piece be my genesis drop it was really this celebration of uh, the renewal of my art and my journey and my story and the piece itself you know the word grail when i think of it i totally go back to that indiana jones scene where that beautiful blonde is like drinking from the cup and then the other guy drinks from it and he turns into a skeleton because he got the wrong cup and then harrison ford looks dumb but handsome always (laughs) anyway it's like my head went to that scene of that promise of what a grill can bring that eternal youth um but also the beauty in like the wisdom of getting older and so the story that i was telling within the grails was kind of just this renewal of everything i've learned from where my journey has been but then this almost like a fresh start of you know, I, I kind of got into a rhythm of, I think Instagram is great, but it's also very, it labels people for exactly what they are known for. And people follow you because they like exactly what you do. And when you start to venture out of that, it's not always the best well-received place for people to get something different than (laughs) what they're expecting. And so as an artist, it was starting to feel very stagnant and stale and then not very supported by their algorithm not very you know like not allowing the feeling of growth because their app is broken and so really that the renewal story that I was making with my grail was just this fresh start and 
renewal into the space. So that's the story that it conveys. Yeah, that's awesome. And and how did you feel? At, like, what was the experience like being a girls artist? And were you in there? Were you able to see? Because we do a lot of speculation on yeah. who the artist might be and all that type of stuff. Were you? I know you're you're in your proof artist now, so you're in the the Discord hanging out. Were you able to see any of that speculation beforehand? Or yeah, not. I wasn't. I I imagine that Kevin knows that I like to like talk. I don't think he he wouldn't let me in before. <laughs> <laughs> before it dropped because he was you know he was hands-on with um the first grails like doing all of it working mm-hmm. with all the artists and so he was very mindful to keep it secretive because the part of grails is that you don't know who you're minting and you're hoping that you're gonna you know pick the grail that you that means the most to you or is the most valuable to you in many ways and so yeah he didn't let me in but he was sending me screenshots of you know what certain people were saying and their excitement around my art, which was a lot of fun. And then he let me in after. So I wasn't able to be part of that hype, but I've experienced it since with Grails 2 release. And it's a lot of fun um, how much the community gets into it and the conversation that it drives. So I can imagine it was fun for the first one. It was a good time. It was. It, I think it was even more fun having you join the community afterwards, though, because you've been super active in there. And I think a lot of us have really enjoyed getting to know you and exploring your art. And uh, yeah, thanks, Newt. Welcoming you, <laughs> welcome you into the the weird world of Web three. Yeah, cool. So you've done a one of one. I think two one of ones now. NFT Rex. Yeah. It's part of a mm-hmm. series. There is a whole new. A whole new world coming out with these. Can you tell us a bit about what you've been working on and what's coming up? Yeah. And this is this is coming right out of Grails. I kind of knew that having the opportunity to launch something under the Kevin Rose umbrella and within this very strong supportive community that I needed to like have something ready and just like make something and make it good. And so I knew Kevin was gonna mention you know, what people were working on in his Grails reveal. So I quickly, you know, told him that I'm launching NFT Rex and that was back in March and I busted it to have it ready for him to promote and then for me to drop. But I think really what happened is that the idea of NFT Rex originally was this just one, the pun of the word NFT Rex. I really wanted to like create something within that. But my idea was kind of just to have this, these humorous scenes from a dinosaur's life that were just kind of a pun on the word NFT Rex, but that just silly things would be happening in these scenes. And I dropped the first one and then the second one, both in like March, April. But I quickly felt this, like, I think that my true, my true interest and my true beauty and talent is in storytelling and um, like when I'm dead that's what I want to be known as as like a badass storyteller and that comes in many ways it doesn't have to be just through my animation or just through whatever it is but I knew that I wanted to give this collection more depth and and right around that time too like I was watching the market like take a nosedive and so it was a bit of a time to take a pause and really think through what the collection was going to be about and why this, you know, what's the journey that this dinosaur is going on. And 
simultaneously, while I was working on the artwork of this collection, which really I've gotten lost in, um, in such a beautiful way because it is richer and deeper and more detailed than anything I've made probably like in my entire life for sure. So I've poured so much time and detail into the artistry that really for me, that is the celebration. Like the visuals are something I'm very proud of. But while I was lost in that world of drawing every branch and coloring every leaf and, you know, figuring out all the different details, I was, I was diving into the world of Web3 in the community side and the conversation side of getting to know people within the, you know, proof community, um, getting to know the artists within that community, um, Grails 1 and Grails 2, and then also, you know, reaching out to other artists within the Web3 world it's been a lot of fun for me to, you know, focus on the community side of Web3 that I think everyone's talking about. It's very community driven. And so I've like been working on that and cultivating that for myself and honestly needing that because I don't ever feel like I got that within Instagram, so to speak, like that level of openness and conversation and depth and you know, understanding what people are working on and supporting what people are working on. Not to say that I wasn't supportive of other people, but it, Instagram was like the wild, wild west of like, figure your own stuff out, get your own followers, figure out your own pricing. At least that's the way that I experienced it. And in this world, I'm really like overjoyed by the feeling of excitement around other people's stuff and um, being more part of the conversation about what other people are making. And so, yeah, I, I think that what has happened in all of that coming together, you know, as the artwork was really being finished by, by the end of like, by the creation coming to life, the story at the same time was coming together in that every single, like, really, I think that this dinosaur is a representation of me in my little journey into the Web3 world. And every place that NFT Rex goes, it meets friends along the way that, of course, it wants to eat because it's a dinosaur and he's fat, but decides to collect them, collect them instead and keep them as friends. And every everyone that he meets along the way, um, I always get hung up because I don't want to call it he. And I don't want to call it she either. So I keep on tripping up on if I should give it an identity or not. I don't know why I'm saying that, but yeah, it's a big can, decision. We can, we can use this as a, a brainstorming session. Thank I, you I, again. <laughs> <laughs> My pleasure. I'll say I'll say he, she, for dower, whatever. Sorry. Ryle rant. No worries. But all that to say, the, you know, each character that it meets along the way is a nod to an existing project or an existing NFT or an existing artist or builder in the space. And the story really celebrates those around me and those around NFT Rex within this journey. And yeah, I'm really excited to like, some of my nods are so cute and like clever. And I'm really excited to really for like a lot of the artists and builders know that they're going to be featured, but I haven't shown them how I've, you know, included them in the, in the piece, in the pieces. 
And so I'm really excited for just the feeling of hoping that it brings them a spark of joy and smile through my art, celebrating what they are to me. We'll be right back after a quick word from our sponsors. If you're like me and you have a bunch of NFTs across a handful of wallets, then you know just how hard it is to keep track of your portfolio. This is where WGMI.io comes in. They've built a platform where you can import multiple wallets and see your entire collection value at a glance. They show your buy dates, your buy prices, the floor prices, and if you've got something super rare, they can do a floor value by trade. They have quarterly, annual, and lifetime memberships available. So head on over to WGMI.io and let them do the hard work for you. Yeah, I, you, I I felt very, very privileged that you shared some of the earlier stuff when we were um, when we were in LA together. I got I got a little sneak peek of some of the stuff and Aww. there were there were many sparks of joy. I love there's like one or two where the T-Rex is holding their hands together in this really cute yeah. like and maybe I think there might be flowers or something. And it was just like yeah. you look at it, you're like, oh, it was so sweet. And yeah, there's a lot of you, you pay homage to a lot of of great artists and, and builders in the space. So I'm a I'm a huge fan of this collection and yeah, I'm just stoked that it's uh it's it's out. I know it's been a journey creating it. Been a journey. Can you share a little bit of details around the dates, the collection size, the pricing? Yeah. Yeah. So serendipitously, I love saying that word because it's a good word. Great word. Um it's a great word. And I feel like so much of my life in this last year has been so serendipitous because it's uh, it's out of my control. A lot of it, it feels, you know, I've been riled up around feeling a bit delayed in this launch and worried that I haven't gotten it out yet. And so there's been this angst around it. But then as everything has kind of come together and it really has developed into this, this collection that is giving back to the people around me and celebrating them and being thankful for them. It's perfectly fitting that we are entering into uh, the time of Thanksgiving. And so November 1st is going to be the first drop. And I am going to just drop it like it's hot (laughs) and do two a week. These are all super rare one of ones auction drops. And so it's going to be every Tuesday and Thursday, starting on the 1st of November, 10.30 a.m. PST. And yeah, so Tuesdays and Thursdays. So the first one will drop on the 1st of November. And then the last one um, will be dropping on Thanksgiving morning, which cutely matches the storyline of the journey that NFT Rex is on in the journey to find food and friends. So it kind of works out perfect timing. And and I really genuinely love that it is all the month of, you know, Thanksgiving that I'll just be giving back to those around me. So very cool. So we talked about utility a little bit earlier. And one mm-hmm. of the themes I've seen from a few one of one artists on Super Rare lately is occasionally rewarding the people who bid in, in clever ways. Mm-hmm. Do you have any plans around that? Yes, Nuge. Um, <laughs> thanks to <for> your suggestion. 
<laughs> Thank you to your great suggestion. And I really want to say um, you are such a helpful and generous person with your time. And I really appreciate like from day one, you've been so supportive and excited for me and like ready to answer. And I know that you just don't do it for me. So it, it means a lot that you're kind of known in the space as being someone who is very um, helpful. And I appreciate it. Oh, well, that was a very kind compliment. I appreciate it. It's It's been, I feel very privileged and, and lucky to get to, to hang out and, and talk with people like you and, and discuss your work and brainstorm. It's, it's, uh, it's a pleasure. And, and you have been one of the best people I've met in this space. So the, uh, it definitely goes right back at you for sure. Yippee-ki-yay. Cool. Um. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you don't, if you're listening to this and you don't know this, I think Rachel watches Die Hard at least two to five times a week uh, for good oh, yeah. measure. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Thanks to so much of your input. I have thought of some clever ways to reward everyone who supports this everyone who supports the auctions and some fun ways that I will be rewarding bidders. So not just the people who win are going to win across the board. Awesome. And the people who bid and win the auctions, the 10 winners of the collection of 10 are going to be receiving the full collection in a storybook printed and customized for their loved ones. Super cool. That's yeah, awesome. Really cool. That's awesome. I'm really excited about it. Have you done physical work before? Oh, Lord. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have. And um, not as much as I would like to. And some of it was for big retail opportunities that then got dropped because of other reasons. So I've put in the work, but I haven't done a lot of the you know haven't had a lot of the results of the actual product but within this one-on-one space i i pretty much can tell you this if you have a piece of my art in your home for whatever reason that i have made it's because i am like it's my adorate it's like my love language so like a lot i do a lot of one-on-ones for friends um friends and family and just people i admire so there is a lot of art out there that I've made, but I am excited to play in that space as well to, you know, I haven't to this date, I haven't sent any art to people even within my community on Instagram and TikTok. So it'll be fun to open that up and play in that world as well. Awesome. Yeah. Excited for that. So my understanding with NFT Rex is that some of these one-of-ones are tied into community specific communities that mm-hmm. you're interested in kind of rewarding if those communities go and grab them. Is that correct? And how, how do you kind of envision that working? Yeah. So um, some of them are kind of just specific to artists, but then there are a couple of drops that are going to be celebrating, like you said, the communities. Um, so there is one coming in hot on the 3rd, November 3rd, that is going to be celebrating the Proof Collective community. Because really, I think that that has truly become like my support system. That's how you and I met. Um, That's how I've met so many people in the space and so many artists in the space. So I am going to be incentivizing if a Proof Collective member 
is the bidder of that one in particular, some fun perks that I will be mentioning in the Discord because I'm always in the Discord because I love the Discord. So yeah, that's on November 3rd and you'll see it because it has a rose color sky as a nod to Kevin Rose. Awesome, awesome. Well, we're I'm sure we'll all be looking forward to that. Cool. I'm going to move us on to rapid fire questions. Okay. Is that kind of how I like to wrap things up? You ready? Okay. All right. Boom, 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 boom. Rapid. <laughs> I think I think I'm going to take that as a soundbite and I'll put it into every episode moving forward. Where I'm like, we're moving to rapid fire. <laughs> and everyone will know there's a Rachel Ryle introduction. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Awesome. So a lot of, obviously a lot of NFT conversation happens on Twitter. And I'm wondering who's your favorite Twitter follow? Who's your favorite person to follow on Twitter? Oh man, I think, um, you know, I'm going to have to go with my boy, Sir Mix a lot because <laughs> I, he and I go way back to like the baby got back days and <laughs> yeah, I got him, I got him verified on Twitter. No big deal. I, I made some phone calls. He thought I was cool <laughs> and now we still follow each other. Is this a real he story? A real story. Baby, <laughs> baby like, yeah, he, he likes me back. <laughs> <laughs> uh that's amazing i get the same like six people every time i ask this question it's like oh punk 6529 and kevin rose and, and this isn't this is a first although i will say justin mazel's coming in hot yeah he's coming in hot for sir mix a lot spot because justin is a like a touch of like definitely artist great leader with a touch of a little pastor twang. And then he, he goes off the rails sometimes and he says some pretty funny things. So he, he's amazing. And he also, like, if I'm having a down day or if I feel like I haven't done enough as a content creator or anything like that, you know, a lot of people on Twitter are like, here's 10 things you should be doing every day to grow your own. And I'm like, all right, all right, I get it. Like I'm not working hard enough. And then Justin will be like, you're okay. Just being you. And I'm like, thanks. Yeah, Justin. That's just what exactly. I want to be here today. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's like the pastor, Justin. When I see those, I'm like, oh, I just went to church. Yeah. Thanks, Justin. Yeah. Justin, he's a he's a <laughs> fantastic follow. Great. Just a great all-around person. He is. Okay. Great answers. Who or who are some of your favorite NFT artists? You don't have to limit to one, but who are some people you've discovered as a result of joining Web3 that, that you really enjoy their work? I really love Marlo's work. I think it's beautiful. Marlo Johnson. And I respect the like the simplicity of it, but also the it's just captivating to me. Also, um, Gossamer and her entire kingdom around Tiger Bob that she's building. It's so remarkable to see what all she's accomplished since her Grails drop. I was in Grails with her. I loved her dragon in Grails. And so I really admire how well she's done building out that vision and and I'm excited to see where it goes. I think that the NFT artist that Kevin showed me that hooked me from the second I saw the first minute of a clip was Kish Kalashki. And I don't know if I'm saying it right, but I am obsessed with how tragically, hilariously, comically death-driven his work is. Um, <laughs> he creates these, he'll take like, renaissance paintings and cut them up and reformat them to then be these little stories about a skeleton that's a fairy and it like 
goes around and people are so intrigued by the skeleton that has butterfly wings and then it will like gracefully tap them on the head and then it like instantly kills them in a funny way and then they become a skeleton that also goes and kills people so anyways i just i really love kishkaloshki's work and the dark side that he taps into within his art yeah his stuff feels very dark but also like whimsical and playful and fun yeah and it's the contrast really it's just a that couldn't agree more awesome and have no idea how to pronounce his last name i know so, i don't either i i usually call him kiz and then <laughs> hope people know who i'm talking about and and marlo <laughs> marlo falls into this like rare type of artist for me love love her her work but so I remember I went to Denver and I saw this amazing Monet exhibit. It was a traveling exhibit. Mm-hmm. I think it only displayed in Denver and Berlin. I felt really lucky to get to see it. It had a ton of his work. Mm-hmm. And it actually changed the way I see sunsets and like oceans and like sort of landscapes that he would draw. Like when I see them in the real world, I would think differently about them. And Marlowe has had the same effect because there's certain times I live close to the beach and there's certain sunsets that just the way the colors kind of fade together it, uh, across the sky, it looks, it's like has that same calming effect of a Marlowe piece. And that's awesome. Yeah. And sometimes for work, sometimes it's animated and sometimes it's not. And sometimes the stuff that isn't, is animated. It's so subtly animated that like it, it takes on this, like, it's almost like it's breathing and meditative. Yeah. And then sometimes the stuff that isn't animated, I'll stare at and I think it's animated. And I'll, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. And, and then I'm like, I scroll my eyes down and it says JPEG yeah. underneath. And I'm like, freaking Rachel. <laughs> I'll, st- <laughs> I'll literally stare at it for like a minute and a half. I'm like, wow, how peaceful. Oh, it's a photo. Oh my uh, or, God, yeah. I did that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, but love all the, and, and Gossamer's, I have, I have Tiger Bob and, and absolutely love. I love Tiger Bob. Love it. And Heart U is amazing. Heart it's like, U is, is amazing. amazing and has a drop coming up as well. Um, I know. Really exciting and stuff. Yeah, you may see a little bit of hearts up in the <laughs> NFT Rex collection. So Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a huge fan of, of all of your picks. Um, cool. What was your first NFT? My first NFT, well was my own because I got dropped it from <laughs> proof, my Genesis, <laughs> which I'm very lucky. I'm so thankful that I have that, um, the first of the first. And I then also um, collected the grails that I still have from um, Hakato and um, eggshells. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Those are both really fun ones. And the first one that the first one that I bought that I was like eager to get in on was Tiger Bob, I think. Cool. That was my first purchase purchase. That's awesome. Good yeah. goodbye. I'm a huge fan of it. Yeah. I, I love pixel art and Tiger mm-hmm. Bob is just right up my alley. I'm a huge fan of it. Oh, totally. Okay. And the last question I have for you is what is your grail NFT? If you could have any single NFT that's out there. Man, okay. Yeah, I have a good amount, but probably an image of Kevin Rowe's bank statements and access. (laughs) 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 I mean, if I'm just putting it out there, um, no. Um, (laughs) Same, same. I I think that'd be a hot mint. Yes, that would be a hot mint coming in hot. Um. I will 
flip out if ever I get to own one of DK's um, creations because that is like my as an animator and the artistry that um, he puts into to the loops of his work. It's just beautiful how well he knows his craft and what is created. So DK is my answer. For sure. I love that answer. And I think I don't think it's saying too much to say that I think DK is a master of, of his craft. Master. Yeah. Master. Um, the the piece that Cosmo bought where it's a little it's like starts as a baby walking one way and then it like yeah. pops up and it and like it shows the life cycle of a person and it like the guy's working and raising kids and a grandpa walking with the baby and the grandpa yeah. dies and it all starts over again. Oh my I've watched that a hundred times. It's so the, stunning. There's another one where I think it's a kid at like a computer. And then mm-hmm. it's like a really boring scene and then like it explodes and like the kid's doing something else and it's like it shows their imagination and the whole thing like comes to life and then it goes back to like a boring scene yeah. and it pops back and forth. Ah, oh, just, yeah, he, amazing, amazing stuff. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. Well, listen, this was a lot of fun. I'm so happy. A lot of fun. So happy we finally got you on here. Thank you. I'm glad you're back. I'm glad I'm back too. Is I took a few weeks off here. It was it, I had the trip to Vegas, and I've just been a little tied up. But uh, I'm happy to be making some some podcast episodes again. I think for uh, you know in in a few weeks, maybe around Christmas time, we can watch Die Hard together and record yes. and record as we watch it. And uh, oh my god, I think that'd be a really fun fun kind of like watch along with 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 Rachel and Nooch. <laughs> like mystery mystery theater 2000 style I've, where we like do commentary. Oh my, I've completely, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. I feel like you've seen it enough where you'll have little nuances. You can tease out that other people will have missed. Oh yeah. But anyways, listen, this was a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Of Best of luck with the drop. And, uh, thank you very much. Yeah. And we'll talk soon. Awesome. Right. Thanks for everything. Nooch. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Nucci and his guests are not registered investment advisors. All opinions expressed on this show should not be relied upon for investment decisions, nor is it investment advice. The show is solely for entertainment purposes only. Before making any financial decisions, please consult a professional.